Hi, folks. I'm Jenny, and I'm here with my co-host, Jess, and you're listening to Double Take Podcast. Hey, Jenny. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about The Last of Us Episode 2 today. I'm excited to hear what you thought about it. I have lots of thoughts. Can't wait to get into it. But first, I have a few facts that I thought you might find interesting. I saw on the internet that the first episode of The Last of Us was viewed by more than 10 million people on both HBO and HBO Max in its first two days, which is in line with the House of the Dragon series premiere. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if I had seen... Yeah, that sort of answers what we were talking about last time, which was like, did people know about the show? (laughs) I feel like the answer was very much yes, people knew. Very much yes. Maybe not us. But also my second sort of fact is in line, I mean, kind of uh, expounds upon that because in the article I was reading, they were interviewing the head of marketing for a specific division of HBO Max. Apparently, the year the the show has received years of careful marketing support that began in 2021. Um, so they've been like really working on getting people to know about this show. The thing that I think, uh, you know, how it didn't hit us right away is that they definitely focused on the existing game oh, yeah. uh, fan base first from like 2021 into, I mean, really late into 2022. And then they sort of started pulling in new fans. Like, I don't know what they call like premiere TV watchers. Is that the, the phrase they use for not premiere? What am I thinking of? I don't know what that means. Prestige. Prestige TV. Oh, yeah. I feel prestige like that's big drama. HBO. Yeah. I wonder how much of the marketing was just talking to like podcasters and TikTokers and like having them talk about it. Because for the I think I way, heard about mean? it from, yeah, as a person who didn't play the video game. Like I think I yeah, heard about yeah, it yeah. from a TikTok or from someone emailing me about if I wanted to watch it and make a TikTok about it. Like, I can't remember <laughs> where I heard it first, but it definitely was like, it sort of came out of nowhere like two months ago in terms of my own radar. And then I was seeing more and more stuff about it. The first time I saw anything about it, I was like, hmm, that doesn't look like it's for me. But it mm-hmm. had Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. And I was like, well, I got famous people. And then it was like suddenly everywhere. But it's yeah. funny to talk to my friends who like still had never heard of it and I think still haven't watched it even though we gave it excellent reviews <laughs> after yeah, the first rethink episode. That. Um, I know although at this point if anyone's listening I'm sure they've watched the first episode and most likely the second or at least there will to. be spoilers yeah. spoilers ahead if you haven't watched the second so jump here and yeah we're come definitely back getting into it, it. <laughs> it's um, a recap yeah this is a recap but so yeah anyway this is apparently had a huge marketing campaign um ahead of like what you're talking about of, of reaching out to podcasters and, and TikTokers and such. They had conventions. The premiere happened in many stages and they had, I don't know, like um like an experience you could walk through. That's pretty like impressive. really extensive. And the the quote from from the marketing exec was like, this was a massive scale campaign, even though I can't talk about budget here. We ignited all over the world. So it must have been so damn expensive. Yeah, I'm feeling like that means we spent an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, so hopefully they're recouping on that because knowing how HBO has been moving the last few months. Just canceling everything I love dearly. Yeah, Maybe this is to blame. They spent all their money on The Last of Us. It's definitely the merger. I actually just read a long form article about that, but mm. no one is interested in that. Yeah, let's move <laughs> if on. You are, let me know. <laughs> I definitely actually, am, but let's. Yeah, we can chat about that offline. Sounds I good. had a thought when you were, we were talking about like who knew about the show or not. And it's because I was in LA last weekend. I, I often find myself saying like, oh, this streaming service did no marketing on the show or like 
No wonder it got canceled. Who knew about mm-hmm. it, et cetera, as a TV reviewer. And then being in LA, it was hilarious to me because every like 200 feet, there's a huge billboard for another TV show or movie. And like ones that I had never heard of or ones mm-hmm. that I definitely only heard of because of doing like the newsletter and the podcast to the point where I was like, oh, if you live in LA, you have literally no excuse for not knowing <laughs> about anything. Like it's all of the billboards there. I'm surprised. I don't I'm think I saw a single other case in New York. Yeah, I I would assume like major cities, Although, places with, with yeah. a lot of. I um, mean, to be fair, there's no billboards. Like LA, you have to drive every literally everywhere. Yeah, and fair enough. I think that's probably why there are billboards everywhere. Like even in like Beverly Hills and like downtown places. Whereas you, I don't think there's a single billboard in like Manhattan. Well, no, obviously I mean, there are, but like outside of the tunnel entrances, there's like not just random billboards when you're walking I guess I was thinking on buildings. There are plenty of ads that are billboard size on buildings. Oh my gosh. And also Times Square is full of billboards. I immediately yes. take it back. My brain was <laughs> only thinking about the West Village. Like I'm sorry, yeah, I, I avoid Times Square like the plague. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely billboards for TV shows and movies in Times Square, but I feel like it's a lot of products. You see yeah. like Apple ads and like Spotify ads and like all this stuff. And, and like I swear fashion. I didn't see a single non-TV show movie billboard in LA. Sort of, sort of tracks what they're. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, know. definitely makes sense. Oh, you know what else was interesting? Ugh, now I'm just throwing out random, random thoughts. Go for it. But uh, we were like driving past the Netflix building, uh, and there was a huge billboard across the street that said "Save Warrior Nun," which I haven't watched. <laughs> but have you seen this whole like uprising about Warrior Nun? No, but I love that they put it right in front of. Netflix. Yeah, it's, it's like this beloved show. It has this like cult following and had two seasons before it was canceled. I'd never seen it. So I am part of the problem. But it's anyway, like yeah, I like love that they crowdfunded money to put yeah. this billboard right outside Netflix's headquarters. Like honestly, I hope it works because that's a cool story. All right. Now that we've we've done a lot of background and also veered slightly out of the uh original path, let's talk about second episode. All right, let's do it. So the second episode opened on a scene that I have mixed feelings about. It's when they're in Indonesia and we follow this like professor who gets taken in and, you know, she's she's one of the first people to like look at the fungus. Yeah, it's like a few days before everything gets out of control, it seems. I think it was a very impactful scene, but I couldn't help but think it was sort of doing a similar thing to the first scene in the last episode which was like mm-hmm. planting seeds of dread. We all know what happens next. Obviously, this was more of like a backstory prequel sort of vibe rather than like an ominous message from the past vibe. It just sort of felt like we'd been there already. Like we've already seen the zombie outbreak in the US. What was the purpose of showing us this this vaccine particularly? Yes, I, I didn't mind it. I think I liked it because it's giving... The perspective of, hey, this is not just based in the US, this is all over. Also, it did answer, I, I had posed the, when we were talking about some of the last scenes in the first episode and why the city looked the way it did, I was like, I bet that happened during, you know, the initial mm. bombing or whatever. And then that is confirmed. Like she suggests that they bombed the city because that's the only way they're going to get rid of the people who are infected. And then that that's said later on by Tess um, that like, this is the part of the, the area that survived the initial or whatever. They bombed the right when they're walking that was the through. way to contain it. Yeah. yeah, outside the QZ. Yeah, I really like that those two things tied together. And I do really like that moment where she 
the professor is, you know, clearly terrified and says like, that like the only thing she can do is bomb. Oh my gosh, that like so sad. that was heart wrenching and definitely Im- impacted me. It was poignant. It was scary. It was for foreboding. I just felt like, and maybe this is, was sort of my issue with the whole episode, was that it didn't feel like it made sense sequentially. It was a cool scene, and I don't know where else they should have put it, mm. but it, I felt like flow-wise, it didn't really make sense. And I'm, yeah, I'm being a little I, bit picky, but like it stood out to me. I was like, oh, this is, we're going back. I think in my attempt to, like you said, this is a show that doesn't overly explain things to its viewers there weren't there there wasn't a huge like sign like years ago or whatever to explain where we were um or i guess where in time we were unless i missed that did i totally miss you that? did, did miss they... that it's so... september 24th 2003 oh okay well i guess that's a little different than being like you know 13 years ago yeah but but not that still. different if you're paying attention you know when it was <laughs> yeah if you're paying attention it was pretty clear but it made me it made me think like oh interesting we might get more and more because we got the setup of the story when everything was breaking loose but i was thinking like maybe every episode will get like a little glimpse of it breaking out in other parts of the world and like a little bit more context of how the world became what it is now and so it didn't bo- it, like the se- sequencing didn't bother me because i think i was making excuses for it and being like, oh, I bet this is how the rest of the nine episodes are going to play out. Like maybe we get a little bit of foreshadowing in the beginning or like a little bit of setup of what happened and then go back into our main hero story. But I hear like, but I understand what you're saying. I I can see how it would seem that a little bit out of place. I mean, I do feel like even by you trying to assign logic to that by being like, oh, maybe every episode opens with that, like mm-hmm. means that it stood out to you enough to be that you were like trying to figure out how it works in the flow. Yeah, I guess my point just, is like, flowing it didn't, naturally. I get, yeah, my point is it didn't bother me. I wasn't like, oh, I feel yeah. jilted and I'm upset about it. I was just like, oh, interesting. No, I don't. And I don't think I really did either. I think it was the same thing as you where I was like trying to figure out like, does this flow make sense? And I think I had the same thought like, oh, maybe they'll keep doing flashbacks. But I was reading some Reddit threads and I Reddit. saw some people saying – some of the like flow problems could be that they're just taking scenes from the video game and the ones that they're sort of like recreating more particularly and they're not sure how to make them flow properly which i thought was interesting as a person that doesn't play video games i would have thought like oh the story is just the story and it's linear but at this point i don't know maybe i have to play this game <laughs> yeah that's the moral of the story you're going to get into a it- gamer uh mode after watching the last of us i might you never know unless i have to kill zombies which does feel like that's probably what the game is and Mm. in that case i am out on that fair enough so after that initial scene we're back to ellie joel and tess and we're watching them outside the qz well we find them in that abandoned building first we see a lot more of the night yeah yeah so they slept there and they're like interrogating her we see a lot more of ellie's personality which i really liked i think bella ramsey's doing a really good job i like the sort of spiteful teenager vibe playing around with what she can get away with she's snarky yeah she's a really likable already i do really like her i like the dynamic a lot what's funny to me is that at one point i think it was in that scene matt was like i'm not sure i like these acting choices and i (laughs) laughed because i was like i was literally sitting there thinking This sounds like – it sounds so true to a teenager who's trying to be older than she is, trying to assert 
her place and her like adultness and just sort of repeating things that you've heard adults say. Yeah, like over precocious trying to play out. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking agreed. about like 13 year olds that I've talked to in the last like 10 years, basically outside of being a 13 year old myself, mm-hmm. observing 13 year olds. That's totally what they do. They just have this like sort of like attitude and you hear them say things that they've like definitely just heard adults say. And you're like, well, that was a weird thing to say, but they don't <laughs> see it as weird. And I just think that's hilarious. And I think they've captured that really well. Yeah, I agree. I also, I love so far the relationship that is developing between the three of them, but like mostly between Joel and Ellie, especially in that part where Tess has to go somewhere else for a second. And there's like this weird, like stilted, forced. Uh, she like interrogates him. <laughs> interrogates him, but it's like a, an attempt at almost like an icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She's like just, trying to be warm. She's I like, think. might as well while we're here, like, let's, let's learn about each other. And he's like, pass. <laughs> Let's move on. I thought that was really good. There were a couple of like funny sort of laugh out loud moments in that same uh, few minutes where they, they enter the hotel and it's full of water and she's like, I can't swim. And he like basically like calls her dumb and like jumps in yeah. and it's just like How up to I his knees. To like yeah. I laughed. Like that, yeah, that was really cute. And then her pretending to be like a hotel guest. And being yeah. like, what? I've read books like as to like how she knows what a hotel is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all very cute. Yeah, I like that a lot. Apparently, that scene where she's like pretending to be a hotel guest is from the game. That's also I like that a lot. I like I like that those are added in. It's funny knowing about them later because I saw one person in Reddit or whatever say that they thought that was an awkward moment in the show and clearly just recreating the moment from the game. But I didn't think that, and I just felt felt like it was worth saying that I didn't feel like that was awkward as a person that didn't know that was from the video game. Yeah. Because I people it, listening probably have played the game and like maybe they also thought it was awkward. I thought it was cute and it didn't take me out of the moment at all. No, I thought it flowed very normally. I was not yeah, I wasn't sitting there thinking like trying to retroactively make it make sense in my head. <laughs> it's no, just like fully I thought it was like a fun the way moment. the plot was going. Yeah. Like a fun moment for Ellie's character development. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I have two things to say about these scenes where we're getting a little bit more of information from Ellie, but also about Ellie herself. I don't know if you remember what Ellie was wearing in these scenes. It was very third year Hermione Granger. Oh my God. I was about to say, I don't remember, but I feel like I remember it being similar to Hermione. When she first gets to dress in not robes in one of the movies. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. The Hogsmeade That's so scenes. funny. That's literally what I was going to say. Yeah. I made a note on my phone. I was like, wow, real third year Hermione Granger vibes. Um, like I can't anyway. picture it in my head, but my immediate recollection was, oh, sort of Hermione vibes. Yeah. For those it's like the hoodie. Who, it's like the kind yeah, of grungy like hoodie. Light pink, light pink hoodie, the jeans, the like sneakers. I mean, it's it's a pretty like basic outfit but the color the colorway very Hermione Granger in Prisoner of Azkaban um, I mean why mess with perfection truly yeah equal spunk that is the Harry Potter um, scene I think she's wearing that when she punches Draco Malfoy Where she punches so, like, Draco yeah absolutely iconic truly okay so that was the first thing and then the second thing was less about the aesthetics and more about hearing about school in the QZ I found that very interesting, even just the small snippets that she said, like the like, I go to school. I was a little like, oh, she does? <laughs> like, wild. Yeah, um, I think I didn't even think about might that. might mention that in the first episode, but they definitely mm. just zoomed past it. And then in this episode, we got a little bit more about like, 
when she was like, I know where Detroit is. Like I went to school. I was like, oh, so they learn about outside the QZ. Like there's that sort of like post dystopian country stuff where you're like, well, I don't know what they teach them. Like, is this more like the Handmaid's Tale? (laughs) Where like they don't learn about outside of Boston? Oh, also set in Boston. True. But yeah, what are the, I would like to know they're learning. Yeah, agreed. The world building. I feel like people might criticize this episode for being like too much info dumping, but I did not have that reaction. I'm like, I want to know more info. Please dump more info. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I did not have any negative reactions to to that either. There were moments, not about the info dumping, but the the very slow making our way from like building to building to get across, to get to the Capitol building. I I was a little like, all right, on, like we got to move it along. It just seemed like, try this way. Nope, that doesn't work. Try this way. And it just seemed like one too many where I started to get annoyed and I did think like I wonder if this is just in the game like you know you have to keep trying different pathways but that was the only thing that struck a maybe minor chord with me I don't know if that's a phrase but whatever I I did not I I agree I think in the first the first place they run into we're supposed to be like now we're spooked by the concept of yeah the clicker and then in the next building like we see the clicker or that's like sort of how it played out right or no that's not even right the hotel they, they just saw the writhing massive bodies and then the hotel had both about, the dead person and the clickers right and they talk about the like hive mind situation like if you touch part of the fungus in one area that's in the that's in the hotel right where okay they, that, like, was, that, that was info. a little info dumping <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was good it's, to know and comes up later but it does feel like we didn't need to go through that whole hotel scene just to learn that <laughs> so that. that actually felt very similar and later the clickers i had a very strong uh not reaction what am i trying to say i had a very strong uh, like memory of watching stranger things for the first time the like hive mind situation and then the demogorgon-esque creature were very similar to me the clickers Um, absolutely reminded me of something in stranger things i couldn't remember exactly like which monster or which type of monster because there's so many i think it's the demogorgon but they look so much like the yeah yeah, the demogorgon i mean not that i've seen that show in i guess since like last summer but something reminded me so much it is that face that like head the prosthetics, mm-hmm. I guess, seem so similar to the point where I was like, if someone should have pointed this out and done something different. Like this looks I mean, I too guess if the, if the game, it's that how they look, like yeah. probably Stranger Ooh, Things. Did Stranger Things day. copy yeah, that unfair. game? They might have. Because in the little behind the scenes clip at the end, they do say they stuck pretty closely to the concept art from mm. before the initial game was even created that they used in the game. Yeah. So Stranger Things, maybe you to look at your your ip and <laughs> figure out what's going on there last thing i'll say about the hotel and then also the subsequent um set pieces was seeing the empty city was very cool i thought the like eerie but beautiful like definitely there was you know the feeling of danger that they were trying to instill and a little bit of creepiness as you go into the dark buildings but the the growth in like they they kind of pass by a window of i think it's the hotel um restaurant or maybe just a different restaurant and you see the still made tables with the tablecloths and like the plates and stuff and then there's just like greenery growing on it was very beautiful and it gave me I I bet if I were still active on Tumblr there would be a lot of photo sets of those (laughs) images aesthetic I was like oh this feels like something people would share on Tumblr um definitely 
Anyway. It is cool that it's so artful like that. I didn't pick up on that specific detail, but I in general like when a show, when you could take stills from a show and point to either the like the CGI world or the, the you know, clearly inspired by art from the game, yeah. sort of like cityscapes or just the cinematography in general. I think this show has done like a pretty, a pretty interesting job of that so far. And I'm sure it's a lot of just sort of directly ripped from the game sort of moments mm-hmm. but i don't think that's a bad thing because it looks pretty to me as a person that's never played the game and then to people who have i think they're probably really stoked to be like i recognize that yeah for sure so i like uh, that at some point along the line we need to grab someone who has played the game to talk to us and tell us what they think because i oh, yeah. yeah okay listeners if you've played the game write to us at our email address which is in the show notes and let us know if you want to be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, we'd love That's to so have fun. you and your yeah, insights. Yeah, that would be great. I love that. Okay, so back to the clickers, as we yep. learned that they're called. We've got the subtitles on when we watch, uh, as probably most of most viewers do, I would think, at this point. And no, just in general, you think most people use subtitles all the time? You don't? Do they not? <laughs> I mean, I do, but I've got massive flack for it. The closed captions. Oh, I feel like all of my <laughs> friends do. I actually saw a really interesting tweet thread the other day about why we all listen to subtitles now. And it's not that we're all going deaf, which makes sense because I didn't actually think <laughs> I was going deaf. And there's something about the way they do like the sound mixing that's different than they used to, where more people need the subtitles. I don't know. I'll have to reread the thread. I'll send it to you. But I thought it was very interesting and validating that, yeah, a lot of people actually do use subtitles. But to be honest, I don't. Because I've been watching this with Carter and he dislikes the closed captions, I haven't watched the show with closed captions, although I watch all my others with. Well, fun Um, fact, when the clickers appeared, right before they appeared and you can just hear them and they're sort of like, you know, waiting for the clicker to appear there's that sound that i thought sounded very stranger things-esque as well Mm -hmm. uh stranger things in their subtitles calls it chittering which is what the little like alien Mm -hmm. demogorgon whatever things the sound they make but this show called it clicking and i was like it doesn't really sound like clicking to me and then you later find out that the things are called called clickers and i was like oh i see that's why it said that and I gotcha. guess they're supposed to be making a clicking sound. It didn't sound like obvious clicking to me, but I, I, I don't know. It's like, it is what it is. They had to make it up sounded, a name for monsters. It sounded to me like that like extended vocal fry that people sometimes do, especially kids <laughs> when they figure out that they can do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sort of. They're like, uh, <laughs> but more defined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, less, less click-like, but mm-hmm. I didn't particularly like that scene and I don't mean that it was like too much violence like I normally might say about like a fight scene I just I felt like it was a little underwhelming almost I don't know if it was the fact that the people Mm. looked like people still except their weird head thingy but like I wasn't genuinely frightened in really any way like and I don't think that's just oh the monsters like weren't scary looking enough I think it was something about like nailing the sort of horror ambiance that they didn't quite do. But maybe I'm just like my bar for scared scaredness is quite high. Yeah. So it might just let be me, me jump in here and say I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I Carter got up to like grab a snack or something and I was like, you need to come back in right now. I'm very terrified. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, well done. Good job show. <laughs> 
I, that means I, it's more accessible for a wider audience, which is good. Yeah, I definitely was nervous. I mean, not like not so much that I couldn't watch, but I definitely was uh, a little on edge, I will say. I will yeah. say to give some credit where it's due, the actors who were being the clickers were fabulous. Like if you just look at their body <laughs> like movements. Weird. Oh, it's so odd. They're yeah. so good at it. I mean, that's that's like just the way they were moving their body was like very chaotically graceful. I mean, yeah, I mad props if, to them. I wonder if it's completely human or if it's also like any CGI. Um, I think it's it humans. Is, do you think they're, they hired dancers? That'd be cool. Well, that's what I was thinking. But then I was watching the behind the scenes and it was very interesting that the creator, I think it was the game's creator or it was, the, or it was Craig Mazin, said that they hired fans of the game who, quote, understood how the clickers move to be the clickers. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like you put out a casting call that was like actors, but also (laughs) huge fans of this video. And I'm sure that literally is what they did because casting calls can be as specific as they want. Yeah. But it did seem like, do you feel strongly about the movement of these monsters? Like, please apply. Right. And I guess you could lie and then just play the video game for like many hours straight. But yeah. Anyway, those people nailed it. If they really were just like, fans of the game and not like trained dancers i'm so impressed yeah thanks. it was just the movements were so specific i didn't I, I wasn't paying as much attention i was trying not to be scared but i note noted <laughs> incredible okay so after the clicker scene well actually very importantly tess gets well we don't know tess gets into we a don't? tussle and she says oh it's my ankle mm-hmm. did you know i Okay, I made us rewatch the scene that he was wrapping her foot, and I kept saying out loud, did she get bitten? Was she bitten? And Carter was like, no. And <laughs> we kept watching it, and then I was like, oh, I guess you're right. Like, she just, <laughs> she just like, you know, her oh, foot's all amazing. messed up. And then when we got to the other scene, I paused it and stood up and, like, paced around <laughs> the room. And I was like, I friggin' called Not it. Not that I told you so. <laughs> I had was no idea. No, there was no way to know. I just – I. Yeah, you sensed the vibe. Well, so did Matt. Like, we got to that scene, and he was like, oh, yeah, it definitely wasn't just her ankle. And I was like, oh, I just did not pick up on that at all. The other problem was, as soon as the episode started, I had in the back of my mind, like, huh, I wonder how long, like, how many more episodes Tess is going to be with us. Because, unfortunately, I did watch the trailers. And it's not the, like, Tess and... And Anna um, is, like, not in it. Yeah. Right. It's like not the Tess and Ellie and Joel show. It's the Ellie and Joel show. So like when does she does she leave them for some reason or does she die? Most likely she dies. That would be, you know, in line with these types of stories. You you make someone relatively likable uh, and then you kill them off a la, you know, Game of Thrones. It's like a normal thing these days. Uh, and so at the beginning I- of this episode, I was like, I'm pretty worried Tess is going to die. Like, oh, bummer. And then when we got to that scene, I was like, oh, she got bitten. And then there was sort of like a fake out because I thought I was wrong. And then victory. I was right. Anyway. I think I really had my like rose colored glasses on because I like would die for Anna Torv. And I was so happy when I realized she was in this show and just then completely forgot that she's not in any of the marketing and (laughs) chose to ignore that entirely. Because when I found out she was bit, I literally was like, no, she has to be okay. I don't know what yeah. I was thinking because obviously your train of thought was much more logical, but I was like really holding logical, out Logical but less fun. That she'd I guess be okay. Actually, I take it back. I had fun 
being, you know, right. <laughs> I did. That was fun for me. Of course. Um, of course you did. She did get to so be sad. a hero, which is She deserves you know, to be a series lead, and I will I die agree. on that hill. So justice I mean, for Anna she was for many years. I know, years, for but two, she deserves for to be a new one. Two episodes. Yeah, I spoke too soon. Yeah, you're right. She gotta, was, gotta. but she deserved but it she again. Deserves, yeah, was like 10 years ago, and I feel like people don't know who she is. It's so been, I was it's, upset. It's time. It was a very emotional moment too, but I was so taken out of that moment and honestly disturbed, still disturbed when I think about it with the kiss. What the heck yeah, was what that? The heck was like, that? The mentor What was that? But Excuse not even, like me? she could have left. There was no magnetic pull in the behind the scenes little clip at the end she literally says i thought it was gonna be like a magnetic pull situation and then she laughs and was like it really wasn't what i thought it was gonna be when i filmed it which yeah was my question too and then the behind the scenes little clip didn't answer why on earth (laughs) that was necessary in literally any way was it just supposed to be gross i don't understand yeah my note says the weird death kiss question mark question mark wtf i have a that lot of question marks cool. um i also why didn't she that run scene. away she literally just she run away walked away okay to be fair she wanted to she needed to be near where she had spilled all the gasoline you know to um then just move your head out of angle she was right, so still move- she just let it happen that is true. I can't imagine how, you know, struck with fear or like what shock will do to you in that situation. But yeah, it does seem like no. she could have maybe moved. Um, I have a lot of qualms about that. I have more qualms about the fact that she was surrounded by grenades and waited to get that shitty lighter to work before she could <laughs> blow up the building. Like pick up one of the grenades. Why are mm. you? Like Great obviously point. it's it's for the you know the dr- drama of the last show. Like, is is it going to happen? Is she going to get it? Um, it just felt a little silly that there were. They clearly showed all of the ammunition. In yeah, the that kind of feels like a plot hole situation. And yeah, everything just hinged upon this shitty lighter. Great last shot with Ellie with the Capitol building burning in the distance. You know what True. else I forgot to say was again mm. me just sort of forgetting everything that's in my brain while I watch a show when they got there and the fireflies were dead I was like why are they dead instead of being like (laughs) oh yeah obviously like Joel takes Ellie for a reason rather than dropping her off and then we never see him again like clearly Mm -hmm. this is what was going to happen and yet I was surprised so I don't know I also had that feeling but I for some reason, thought there was going to be a little something more sinister than like some some of them got bit and they got into a tussle. I was like, "Who killed them?" I was like, "What what mystery happened here?" But I don't. Oh, think that I was could be wrong, be. but I think in the game it's Fedra, and I think it is more of like because oh. that would have been more of like a mystery, like who killed them sort of situation. Because they say, I think Ellie or Tess says, like, was it Fedra? Yeah, I think, okay, and maybe I'm totally making this up, but I feel like I read that in the game it is Fedra. Interesting, okay. Somebody will tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that would have (laughs) been more interesting, so I'm not really sure why they would have switched that if I mean, maybe it still is, and they're just, you know, not revealing But you, like, see all the bites and the, they're, like. I guess. Yeah, I do want to know how, I want to know how that works in the game, because I feel like that scene might have been, like, very different, and I. I don't know then how it would have become her blowing up the place. I have a lot of questions. Mm. I'm going to have to look this up later. Mm. But yeah, I thought the the end with them being, I guess I'm not supposed to call them zombies. 
and the Not infected is what they yeah. call them with them being the infected and then tying back to the like oh he shot one and then it woke up all of the infected in another place because of that like fungus wire hive mind thing that Tess mm. talks about earlier in the episode I liked the way that that tied together and I thought that was a very nice a little dramatic flair yeah I would agree and I will I agree <laughs> amazing um I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Before we give our episode thoughts, did you have more specific moment thoughts? I found myself spending a lot of the episode trying to place where they were. I I mean, having lived in Boston for many years, I was trying I was like, what museum are they in? Like what where are they on State Street? Like where are they? And I was like in my mental map trying to figure out what path they were actually taking to the Capitol building. Uh, so that's not really like thoughts about the episode, it's just sort of like where my brain was at <laughs> for a lot of it, which I don't think helped in, you know, getting sucked into the show, but, um, it's just what happened. I just think the episode was not that much of a sucking you in episode. I, that's I fair. Liked that's maybe it, why like, I, I had so it. much space to do yeah. that. <laughs> I had enough time to be like, what is this? Like, yeah, where are they? What is this hotel? Uh, which street are they on? When they have to go around, like they talk about Haymarket. I was like trying to remember the the like subway lines, and I was trying to figure out if that's what they were doing. But um, yeah, I had a lot of time to think about the map of Boston while watching. Not quite a compliment to the episode. I would say my no. feelings were much more lukewarm than about the first episode. I was very engaged in the first episode. I felt much less engaged in this episode. I liked the sort of like world building that we did get and the info that we did get. And I felt like I was sort of putting puzzle pieces together, but I felt like they just smushed a bunch of scenes together and were less concerned with like telling an interesting story with like the right beats and pacing. Yeah, wild that you felt more engaged with this one when it was almost half as long less engaged yeah sorry that's what I meant less engaged with something that was shorter and could have been you know snappier easier to hold your attention but I don't think I had as strong feelings of this has been cobbled together like I don't I don't love the the flow of the story but you're right I I was spending a lot of time thinking about other things (laughs) I mean related to the show but not like fully sucked in to what was happening I'm okay with it though it sort of feels like if this continue, if this is the pace that continues throughout, I might be a little annoyed. But having one slower, you know, setting everything up, some info dumping, as you said, is okay by me. Um, I'm like, I'm still excited to watch the next episode. I don't feel turned off by by the way that episode two went. If that makes no, sense. me not. <laughs> me not. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> me not not me no I don't I'm definitely not turned off by it I think it was probably just like a normal second episode in terms of like all right they've hooked people now we're set like now we're giving more info about the world and the Mm -hmm. infected and all of that and I'm sure I'm sure the other episodes will move faster and be more engaging it's just yeah so it was a in comparison it was a a second episode it was what it was do you have any idea how our do you know if the rest of the episodes, like three through nine, are of a similar length to this most recent one? I haven't looked if any of them are equally as long as the first, maybe like the finale or something. I or think when I looked, they out. were all under an hour other than the first one. Okay. 
Like 45 minutes to 55 minutes or something like that. I like that. I had a much easier time with the the length of of yesterday's – or not yesterday. Sorry. It's whatever. Of of episode two than I did of episode one. Um, Yeah. I just loved episode one so much it didn't bother me. But this episode ended and I literally was like, wait, is that it? (laughs) I guess I just like expected a longer episode because of the last one. And Mm -hmm. I felt like – even like the way I sat down to watch it, like – you know, stopping it here and there to like get up and get food or like get tea. Like I just was really buckled in for a very long experience. (laughs) Yeah. And then when it ended, I was like, I think I was sort of like, wait, that's it. Because it didn't feel like a lot happened. Because like you said, we were just like moving from building to building for a little bit there. I, my last thing that I was going to say is that when I do play video games, I don't love fight scene like it makes me very anxious sometimes to be in the like I don't know defeating the final boss or whatever the like lingo is for playing video games and I kind of like the parts where they're exploring the world and nothing is sinister yet or things are sinister but they don't have to like fight anything you're just sort of in your collecting information phase and so maybe that was why I didn't mind this episode as much I'm like oh we're safe we're not gonna we're fine even though Clearly, no one died. <laughs> I maybe just don't like scary stuff. Maybe that's why. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I wanted like more tension. I don't necessarily mm. need more action and violence. I just like I like the eerie tension, and I felt like for a long stretch of the middle, like basically the whole hotel, there was a so very yeah. low level of tension, Loved and I it. could have used more tension. <laughs> <laughs> and then the museum had more and I was like okay cool and then we got the clicker scene and I was like okay not as scary as I wanted but like we're moving mm-hmm. along here that was my reaction to it do you think uh Nick Offerman's gonna be in episode three I think that the end when they said like next on or like upcoming on the season and like there was a lot of Nick Offerman I think that must mean he's in the next episode so I'm I stoked. did not watch that oh yeah there. yeah it was him him and cool. Murray Bartlett and they made some sort oh. of little Arby's quip and it was very cute and very funny and I can't wait <laughs> I'm so excited cannot wait love that well until we'll then on next week to discuss but yeah, if you uh, if you have thoughts about the episode or like we said before, if you've played the game and want to uh, guest star on on guest one of our last star. of us. You'll be a star. Guest- <laughs> Not for <laughs> real. Yeah, someone should join us. That'd be fun. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. 